We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. So today, I want to, I want to wrap up our talk this month, the message this month, which we have titled, Who is Your Daddy? Please ask your neighbor, Who is Your Daddy? Amen. Come on, ask the one behind you, who is your daddy? Praise the Lord. Amen. We all got to have a daddy. Um, we started out this series by looking at, looking at the book of Malachi, looking at how Malachi closed. And the Bible talks about the heart of the father turning to the sons. You know, this daddy thing is very important. You know, I think um, half of uh, the problems we have in the world come from daddy issues. And I'll tell you why in a minute. I'll tell you why in a minute. Yeah, the whole world we all have, the whole world is full of daddy issues. It's all about, it has to be daddy issues. You know why? I'll tell you in a minute. So we talked about the way um, the Bible closed off um, the Old Testament by talking about daddies. And then, then, then there was 400 years of silence. Very interesting. When Matthew was going to open up the scriptures, open up to talk about Jesus, Matthew did not say anything about Jesus' biological parents. No. Instead, called Jesus. Didn't even talk about Jesus against the backdrop of his purpose on earth, his mission on earth, or his miracle-working Jesus. No. It didn't even describe him by his future. It described him by a covenant relationship. And so in the second week, um, Pastor Bola talked about the covenant daddy, okay? I want to encourage you to go listen to those messages. They are very powerful. They will determine how you turn out in life seriously, you know? They will determine how you turn out in life. It will determine what kind of um, father yourself will be. It will determine what kind of mom you will be. It's, um, it's, it's serious. Daddy issues are serious issues. They are issues of the heart. Uh, the third, third Friday we talked about, we looked at, the, we, we looked at dealing with hurt. Because um, John Maxwell always says something, he always says hurting people hurt others. Hurting people hurt people. And so if you come from a background where there's daddy issues, you're going to translate that daddy issue to, because it's a big thing, you know. If a young girl who has daddy issues marries, that guy's in trouble. I remember when we, my wife and I got married, the very first thing, you know, um, whenever we, we meet and we are talking, and then she was going, my daddy, my daddy used to uh, iron our clothes. My daddy used to, do this. my daddy used to, uh, I said, when I said, stop, I'm not your daddy. <laughs> I don't plan to be your daddy, and I'm not ironing no clothes. <laughs> So last Sunday, we then looked at a daddy who didn't do what a daddy should do. You know, we looked at the life of Eli, you know, such a sad story. Looked at the life of Eli, and we just saw the way Eli's children turned out. I, I believe that if Eli had done half of what he should have done, maybe those kids would have turned out well. So today, we want to look at another daddy in scriptures and say the daddy that God spoke about. But why do I say that the whole world is full of um, daddy issues? The problem we have in the world today is daddy issues, trust me. Because the Bible makes it very clear. The Bible says, through one man, sin came into the world. Through one daddy, 
sin came into the world. And through one man, Jesus, what came into the world? Salvation. One daddy went to the cross, and here we are. In this church, we have at least 20 nationalities. Because of one daddy, we have the same lineage, isn't it? One daddy. The same thing, through one daddy, sin came, destruction came, productivity was cut off, life was cut off, because one daddy was disobedient. See, one man. One man. So, through one man, you can have a you can have problems in life. Through one man also, you can be the best guy. You can be the best of yourself through one man. So I want to just challenge you to look for your man because we all need that man. And it doesn't matter what we've been through. We all need that one man. Why? Just the principle. You see, I, I need that one man. I cannot stand here today and say at 52 and tell you that, uh, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't need any man. Oh, that's just foolish. If I, if I don't need any man, then I will not model. I cannot model anything for, for, for anybody. So you need that one man. You also, having that one man who can charge you and challenge you just shows that you yourself, you are a real man. You know, real men submit to men, to mentor them. Does that make sense? If you are here and you, say, and you say, well, okay, well, you know what? My natural father didn't do a great job, you know, and well, do I have any hope? You have hope. Nothing is missing as long as you are born again. We are all complete in Christ. The moment you get born again and spirit-filled, you are in the house of God, you have fathers. You have covenant fathers. Should you choose to accept it, you have covenant fathers. Nothing is missing in your life and nothing is broken. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant it. It is finished. There's someone in the body of Christ that God has prepared to fill that gap for you. You understand? And so, so my whole message, this whole message, which is um, it, it's just geared towards you ensuring you have that one man so you don't become um, a vagabond, somebody who has no authority, somebody who has no control, a wild card, a wild seed, just grow wildly. You know, so we don't want that. And that's what we're trying to avoid. But you know my heart on these matters, right? It's very important, seriously. The only way we can fix daddy issues is if you have a daddy yourself. Who is your daddy? You've got to be able to point to one man and say, in my heart, this is the man. You can't be the alpha, you can't be the omega, you can't be the lord and master, you can't be, how? You will wreck someone's life because freedom is the most difficult thing to manage. You will wreck someone's life because you have all knowledge. Can you imagine that? You will wreck someone's life. So you, you're too powerful. You can't manage that. I am not equipped enough to manage that. So let us look at Genesis 18, verse 19. It says, for I have known... Let's, can we read this together quickly? One, two, go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 And justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken. That the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. For I have known him. 
in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice. Every family is called to do righteousness and justice. We are called to keep the way of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are called to keep the way of the Lord, to do righteousness and justice. Keep my scriptures up, thank you. Um, up, and that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. A few of things I want to just talk about in the, concerning this man, Abraham, all right? The Bible says that, for I have known him. So Abraham had a relationship with God. If you want to have kids, the best thing you can do is to have a relationship with God. This applies to both male and female, husband and wife. You must have a relationship with God. It's very important. This is how we're going to stop the crimes we have in the world. Now, I must say this. If you have, a, if you have kids that are, you know, adult age, 15 and above, 16 and above, or even 13 and above, right, they are responsible for their own decision. 16 years old, right? They are responsible. No one should tell you that you've done a bad job if that child misbehaves. That's not on you. That's, that's a tall order. That's a tough ask. That because a 16 year old boy has misbehaved or a 16 year old girl is misbehaving, right? Oh, we blame the parent. No, 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 no. What, we are, what I'm saying is that on your watch, right, it should be on record that you have taught that child the way of the Lord. It's from 0 to 15. That's what I'm saying. So we teach that kid the way of the Lord. What they choose to do is on them. I wouldn't blame any parent if one kid misbehaves and says, oh, he's a friend. No, no, that's, that's too much. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. If you are here, don't feel, don't feel bad. I tell my kids, listen very carefully when they were growing up. Listen, you pay now, you play later. You play now, you pay later. Either way, you, not me, you are going to pay. You will pay. And when you are paying, don't call me. That was, that's not fair. Because I'm somebody's son too. Don't call me. So you do as you are guided and instructed or you take responsibility for whatever outcome, right, of your, of whatever outcome befalls you based on your, but whatever you do, don't call me. My job is to show you, teach you, guide you on how you should live and behave. The impact of your decision is on you, not me. And I'll be happy to tell you I told you Okay, for the records, Abraham had, he has the relationship with God. And I want to challenge you as a mom, as a dad, have a relationship you model to your children. Give God an opportunity to reach your kids. In our nation, every four minutes, a kid gets stabbed. You know what it is to watch, to take a life? So what exactly is the problem? There has to be something that can grip a kid from doing harm to somebody else. And I believe that what we have is a spiritual problem. And the only place that can fix that spiritual problem, right, is a fear of God that's through the life that the parents live. You contribute to your own quarter 
by having a relationship with God. Jacob was a dodgy guy. This guy was a crook and a criminal. But the Bible says that one night he was sleeping, and then God appeared to him and said, Oi, I am the God of your daddy. You crooked kid, I'm the God of your father. Can you imagine that? Listen, there are some things that you right now will never do because of your great, 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 great grandmother. He said, I don't do drugs. The thing is because of your moral behavior, don't do drugs. One woman, somewhere that you don't know before you were born, before your mother was born, before your great-grandmother was born, there was one woman somewhere who was carried an old Bible to church, singing, praise in the Lord, always, praise in the Lord, always, praise in the Lord, we love my heart, praise in the Lord, we love my heart, always. Uh, 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 uh. I pray for my children. I pray for my grandchildren. My great, 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 great grandchildren. Uh, long after I'm gone, they will serve the Lord. Abraham had a relationship with God. Psalm 1 verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Do you, ha do you have a relationship with God or do you claim to have one? Everybody claims to have a relationship with God. Do you have one? Set your heart today. Do you have one? If you plan to have kids, you must have one. If not, it's a height of wickedness. You are contributing to the bad state of the nation. Number two, he has a, relation, a reputation with God. So God knew his heart, knew what he is. What are you? What are you now that we're all looking at you? What are you when we're not looking at you? Abraham wasn't like that. It was a man of God on the street. It was a man of God at home. He had a reputation. And God knew. He also had a reputation with his children. The Bible says he will command his children after him. That's reputation. He had the reputation of, of being a worshiper. Are you a worshiper? He had the reputation of being a, uh, a prayer warrior. Very early in the morning, Abraham rose and made sacrifices. He had a reputation of having a personal prayer altar. Do you have a reputation with God? How do you want to raise kids without having a relationship or a reputation with God? Jesus, no children. Paul, no children. So no pressure. But if you are going to, you really have to have a reputation. You see, because it's not what you say, it's not what you teach your kids to do, it is what they watch you do. So what are they watching? Why are you creating a bundle of, why are you creating a contradiction when you're not on that duress? So Abraham had a relationship with God. He had a reputation with God. He also had a reputation with his children. Number three, the Bible says that from the scripture, we learn something from him that he has a resolve. The Bible says that he will command and they shall keep. That's a resolve. Joshua 24, 15 says, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were the, on, the, on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, that's resolve. In this family, this is what we do. 
You don't have to accept it. But as long as you are a member of this family, this is what we do. We have resolved to serve the Lord with all our heart. We have resolved to, to, to embrace the gospel of Jesus in our belief. We believe the word of God. We believe the Bible is the word of God. We believe that the word of God can edify us. We believe in the church of God. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So we, we believe. This is, so it's, this is, we, we, we've resolved to live like this. You know, talking about Jesus, he was introduced by his covenant parents. That's why we say have a covenant parents. So you can have a spiritual root. So through a man, God is modeled for us. Find your man. Tap the guy, say, find your man. Tap the brother, tap your neighbor, say, find your man. Yeah, say, find your man. Listen, because you cannot be a man to yourself. I know you say, yeah, I'm the man. Uh, that's comical. You cannot instruct yourself, neither can you judge yourself. So who corrects you when you are going wrong? Who, who, who do you listen to? Who can, who, can, who can influence your thoughts in an area? You say, my friend. Your friend? Okay, counsels? Yeah? You and your mates? That's not wise. When I got, mar when we got married, I went to see my covenant father, and he sat me down, my wife and I. He said, we'll be married for X number of years. He said, we don't fight in this family. So I don't expect you to fight in this family. I said, wow. What did I say? We don't fight in this family. Okay. Can you maintain that? I said, we'll try. I said humorously. Thank you. Became a pastor. Never pastored before. And I went to him. I said, well, oh, well, God has asked me to, to pastor a church. Uh, what do I do? And the same instruction. Give me an instruction. To pastor God's people, pastor from your heart, not from your head. Let your people watch you born for the Lord. So there's going to be one man. Through one man, sin came. Through one man, salvation came. Through one man, God will be modeled to the other man. Number four, he also has a result. I say, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That's the result. Justice and judgment, they keep the way, they keep the way. I want my spiritual children and my biological children to keep the way of the Lord. Born again, spirit-filled, and on fire for Jesus. To live by the gospel, good times and bad times. That's a legacy. The same legacy I received from my own covenant parents. Doesn't matter how much you earn, you must be building something in the house of God. That's, that is, I didn't come up with it. My own covenant father gave it to me. And I pass it on to my covenant children and to my biological children. It is one person I cannot stand. Self-centered, selfish people. Because it's not Christ. Or sly, underhanded people. So, say to do justice and judgment. Justice, that is what is fair and right to God and to man. Is it right in your own heart? If you are treated like this, will you like it? If no, then that's injustice. Don't give it if you can't receive it. That's justice. Don't speak in a certain way when you, when you, if, if you cannot receive being spoken to in that same manner. That's justice. Don't treat people in a particular way that you will not like if you are treated like that. That's justice. 
It says judgment, that is the ability to discern all things, to divide between good and evil. He says, so I like Abraham because he will teach his children the right justice and judgment. That's the that's purpose for living. And lastly, he has a reward. The Bible says that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. There's a way you live. He said, for I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteous. So when his household keeps the way of the Lord and when his household do righteousness and justice, then God rewards Abraham. I don't want to be the one that will rob Abraham of his blessings. That the Lord may bring to Abraham what God has spoken to him. That if, the, if he can instruct his children to keep the way of the Lord and to do righteousness and justice. So the more righteousness and the more justice you do, then the more reward Abraham gets. Listen very carefully. You can rob your father and your mother of their reward. You can. Your behavior, the promise given to your parents that your children will be great, like God told Abraham. God told Abraham, your name will be great. It was a promise. It said, through you, all the, all the what? Nations of the earth will be blessed through you. It was a promise. So there's a way you will live your life that brings reward to Abraham. There's a way you live your life that brings reward to your parents. Once upon a time, a young man became the president of America. And his grandmother in the village in Kenya, all of a sudden, became popular. I think Obama's grandmom is the most popular grandmom I've ever heard, I've ever seen. I'm sure she will have a bodyguard in Kenya. I don't think so. And so there's a way you live your life. You bring rewards to your parents. Are you bringing rewards? Or are you, are you robbing them? Who goes to the, who goes to the mother of um, a rapist and say, Bravo, what a guy. You did very well. Who goes to the father of the thief and say, Ah, you know that promise? Mm. You killed it this time, you know. Your son is the best rogue in that man. Is seriously, look at who does that. That kid robs the parents of the reward due to them. What reward are you bringing to Jesus? What reward are you bringing to your covenant parents? Amen. Praise the Lord. Ask the man behind you who is your daddy. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.